All right. Terry and Gary's Low Expectations Podcast, episode 43. Today we have wrestlers Joe E. Legend, and we're going to call you CK3 today this time. Sure. All right. How's it going, guys? Doing great. How are you? Good, good. Thanks. I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you beating oh, Terry here. We're just gonna, it's, no. <laughs> Who hasn't? Thanks beat for having you? us. Who hasn't beat you here? Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, this is actually going to be one of the best shows as far as for uh, comedic value, or one of the worst shows. So. <laughs> <laughs> no middle ground. A little, yeah, right. a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. I'm guessing, but anyway. <laughs> right now with Joe Legend and uh, CK3, I mean those guys are the two funniest people I've ever met in my whole entire life. <laughs> That's the same thing you said last week's two guests. No, no. I, well, it wasn't supposed to say that, Gary. Come on, oh. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> oh. All right. Well, hey, do you want to start sharing this, uh, Gary, and then yeah. I'll get started? Yeah, go All ahead. Right. Well, Joe, actually, yes. uh, we've been uh, friends for, what, over 20-some years, and I'll never forget yeah. the first time we had met, um, it was on a Northern tour. Actually, it was the first tour we went on. We met the, with, uh, uh, we met here Malcolm. in Detroit, wrestling for Malcolm Monroe. That's and, right. Uh, anyways, uh, the first tour we went on for Candelo, the one I thought we were going to bond, and Joe just slept the whole time. That's and, right. Uh, We'd, you know, the car fairies, he'd sleep in the car. You remember that? Well, <laughs> I was sleeping. I don't remember much. No, I no, thing is, is I come back. I come back from my tour of South Africa. Right, right. And you were down there. Yeah. And the flight home was 44 hours. Right. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep in public at the time. So I was awake for all 44 hours. It was a bunch of flights. Yeah. It was a whole bunch of connections. It was terrible. Right. Um, great time, but holy crap. And then... Um, by the time I got back, it's like I'm going to teach myself how to sleep in public. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> so I made it a point, like on this trip, I'm going to learn how to just be able to nod off at a moment's notice. Because I heard the sheik could do that, the Iron Sheik. He's a yeah. sneaky sleep when he's done, right? <laughs> so I thought, oh, I'm not saying I'm going to get that good at it, but I wanted to be able to knock myself out. So I was using that trip to just try and acclimatize myself to long journeys, trying to get as much sleep as I could. Right, and right. as soon as as soon as you were like, "Bro, we're gonna bond, you and me, buddy, we're bonding." It's like, "Well, that's my cue to sleep." Right. <laughs> it was the same thing with Justin. I wanted to bond. He wanted to sleep. You know, Gary's <laughs> just still trying to get rid of me. So, but Justin, <laughs> did you wake up with your pants off like I did? I thought it was weird. <laughs> weird. Yes. it's only weird the first time. Yeah, it's just weird the first time. So, <laughs> yeah, then it becomes a habit. Yeah. Right, right. Now, uh, Justin, before we really get into it, um, you have a wrestling school. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it's uh, Skull and Bones Pro Wrestling and Fitness. It's located in Toledo, Ohio. Um, it's ran by uh, me and uh, Trey Miguel of Impact. And uh, we have some other good coaches here, too. We've got uh, uh, Brian Castle, or Farley, as he's known uh, to you. Okay. And we also have... Uh, uh, Richie Bronson from Detroit. Uh, ben Boone helps out here too. So we got a good group of guys here. So you also, you also had uh, Alex Shelley come in for some time too, didn't you? Yeah, Alex. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's, he's he's yes. Go ahead. Yeah, he's he's training basically with. Uh, he's just training with Trey. He's not like his is private training. Not oh, okay. Just he's just so he's so talented that just having your students being able to watch that guy work out. They'd probably uh, be able to glean a lot of good information. Oh, you know, he's yeah, no. One of our guys, Sam Beal, he's kind of taken under his wing too. Um, 
And Sam's going to be really good, which is cool because he's one of the original guys I trained at a different mm-hmm. wrestling school. And then he came over here. So, but yeah, Shelly's really taking the liking to him and uh, he's him and Trey both are getting better just by working with him. I just show up to work out. I'm just, you know, cause I'm waiting for this hip to get done and then I can get back in there and roll around with him. But I, I just watch him and I'm like, Jesus, like it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Well, another thing, and uh, what's very important in in wrestling is promos and stuff like that, and watching tapes. And I know you oh, do, sure. of, yeah. And you're you're hands on with the guys with their promos. Your promos were always great. So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. No, I, actually, a couple of our guys, uh, the Kenny Urban and uh, <laughs> Sam Beal's promos are some of the most ridiculous things. Especially Kenny Urban. He's just Joe. You'd get a kick out of Kenny Urban. He's He's one of the most ridiculous wrestlers I've ever met. He uh, okay. refers to the, no, he refers to the crowd as silly geese. <laughs> All right, I like it. <laughs> now let, let me ask you a question: Is there any hope for Gary? Can we get him in the ring? Can we train him? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you, you, Gary. Yeah, I'll we got a big match. We got a big match between you and Johnny Bravo coming up. Oh, I'll whip him. I'm down. I don't <laughs> well, that's <laughs> fantastic. Because April seventeenth. Yeah. I'm having an I'm having an open ring here, a boot yeah. camp for brand new students. Gary, come on down. Okay, so that's yes. April seventeenth. You're having an open uh, clinic. Yep. You yep. said for brand new students. It's a boot camp. Okay, so cool. I qualify for a senior discount. I'm 49. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. All right. I'll Thanks take your that. money. I mean, I'll train I'll take, you. I'll take you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real veteran right there. I'll take <laughs> <laughs> 15 years, ain't never been disrespected like that. <laughs> hey, remember when we were up in, uh, for Candelo, we'd walk around going 15 years in the business, yeah. 15, and we'd just hold up five fingers, right? And now, right. And we just kept, we were the grizzled veterans, but like, yeah, we only had a handful of years in the job. But right, right. these young punks today with their hair and their yeah, yeah music, <laughs> burning their draft cards, moving to Canada. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just being curmudgeons. What's that? We're just running around being curmudgeons to everyone. <laughs> right, right. Now we're way on the other side of 15 years. Yeah. But now you do a lot of seminars and stuff over in Germany, and uh, you've wrestled all throughout Europe. Um, yeah. you know, what is if, if someone in the U.S. wants to go over to Europe to wrestle, um, does, I know Dixon, he still runs the butling camps, right? No, no. Uh, Dixon doesn't do the butling camps anymore. Um, it's, uh, NGW does those Alex, uh, Shane okay. runs that he's, he's taken over the Butlin camps, but there's also Pontins camps. There's also, um, oh, there's another one. I can't think off the top of my head, but the ones who run those camps, I believe are the Knight family, uh, Paige's parents, Paige yeah. from WWE, her parents, yeah. the Knights. They, uh, I believe they run the camps, uh, the other camps, Pontins and Havens, those yeah. two sets of camps over there. They'd be excellent for, if you wanted to get um some decent experiences camps are wonderful experiences as far as just right for lack of a better term the carnival road like where you got to get up and you've got to make your town and you got to get your you know get the ring up and do your yeah. match get it down and move on to the next town because sometimes you got two shows a day when i first started going to england in 2001 i was working for dixon he i'd left wwf at the time yeah. and like four days later i was in england and i did 67 days in a row yeah with Two shows usually a day with two matches per show because you do like a, a singles match and then like an angle tag or a, a right. battle royal or something. 
And then several days we do three shows where we do two uh, camp shows and then a town show. So you'd have two matches on that. So sometimes you'd have six matches in a day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was an, an amazing learning experience because you also learn, you know, okay, this is, this hurts my body more than it should. So I better work around these things. I better learn how to, to bump correctly so I don't kill myself, but right. also to work around other guys' injuries, be able to work tired, be able to work smart and effective as well. You know, like they, they say, you know, like, um, you know, you got to work smart as well as work hard. And that teaches you how to do that. I mean, you know, more, sometimes more is less and sometimes more is lazy. Um, right. I think there's, there's a balance in the middle. And Brian won't let you be lazy. Definitely won't let you be lazy. But um, you'll learn how to work around being lazy where you can still be effective for, you know, long stretches at a time. Yeah. It's, a, it's an excellent learning experience. I recommend contact the Knights, WAW, World Association of Wrestling. Right, right. And if they, if anybody had any questions for you, you know, they can contact you, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a Joey Legend site on yeah. Facebook and legendwrestling at hotmail.com is my email. Right, right. Yeah. That I way. also teach seminars. I teach usually when this lockdown isn't on. I teach every month in France. I teach every month in Poland, pretty much every month in England and then in Germany, you know, as often as I can, usually every Saturday here in Hanover, but then also... Right. I go up to the hearts. I go out, you know, all over the country, I'm 46 countries in. So I go everywhere. Probably 40 of those countries. I've, I've held seminars. Yeah. Now, um, go oh, good. Oh, no, go ahead, Gary. How long have you been living in Germany, Joey? Um, well, I started coming over here. Terry got me booked here in 98. Don't blame um, it on me. <laughs> <laughs> believe me. It's a grudge. I'm hanging up. No, um, <laughs> I came over here in 98. Uh, for the first time, um, then uh, I got signed with WWE, so I was living in, in Canada. I eventually, when I left TNA in 2004, I came over here permanently, but I'd also lived in Puerto Rico and Memphis and a whole bunch of places. But 2004 is when I moved here permanently, but I'd been floating in and out between 98 and 2004. Now, were you and Terry uh, or you and Rhino Richards tag team champions over in Germany, I read? CWA, uh, undefeated, I might add. Yeah, we're still the tag champs. That's right, the new age crowd laws. Right. <laughs> you want some of this, Gary? You want some of this, CK? Bring it. Right, Joe? Look at this. I ain't afraid. Oh, wow. Huh? <laughs> so look at that handsome that. fella. Yeah. Oh, look at that baby face. Yeah. Let's see, Joe. There's there Joe. There we go. That's Joe. Jay was. What a state. You know I just remembered I had this in my office. <laughs> <laughs> when when did you three guys cross paths then? Since uh, you're over in Germany, you were you guys cross paths before WWE or before me and Terry? Uh, all three of you guys. Have you guys? Well, oh, Terry and I. I in the mid '90s, I started working for Malcolm Monroe, and Terry obviously was nearby there because the whole Michigan scene. And then I um, I was able to get because um, Tony and I got on real well, so I was able to help Terry get over to uh, Winnipeg. And then Terry got through Don. He got uh, Germany, I believe. Yeah. But we, right. we kept moving mostly. We did a lot of stuff in Winnipeg. I think I've been to Winnipeg 22 times. I think you were there seven or eight times anyways in a row. Yeah. Like seven or eight, yeah. Yeah, and then we did the northern tours. We were driving over the frozen lakes and all that crap. But yeah. after I left WWE and after I'd done um, Australia and New Zealand and Puerto Rico, then I, uh, I moved to Windsor to start being the trainer at uh, Scott DeMore's school there, Can-Am. And mm -hmm. that's where I met uh, Justin. Justin was yeah. one of the, the hardest working guys there. 
And uh, yeah, he did. Uh, he did a great job. Eventually, I was able to kick open the door and bring him over to Japan for a, a shot there, which was you know a great time. Remember Big and, Porno? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember. There was this female wrestler, this Japanese wrestler. Her and Sumi Sasaki were taking us around. And for some reason, we were calling her Big Porno. I cannot remember she, for the life of me. She mentioned happy. something about that she'd had, she had a big movie collection. We went, what, porn? So, oh, no. <laughs> porn. And then that was it. For the rest of the time, we just called it Big Porn. <laughs> and that's the uh, – can I throw something in? Uh, that's where no. CK's mom bought – uh, CK <laughs> you know it, it's it's from the front and the back it's clear and then you put your passport and it's such like a, um, what a mother would you know travel with right and you wear it around your neck so CK totally popped he's like you know Judy would get this and he calls his mom by her first name Judy not mom. he's <laughs> like Saint Judy. right he goes, <laughs> so I have to you know I because it just pops myself and the boys when I wear it, right? Sure. You know, like a fanny pack on the hip in Vegas, middle-aged women wear, right? So he, he, he wears it. And Justin loses everything. He will lose his hat, even though it'll be in his ha- hand. He'll be like, where's my hat? Where's my hat, right? So we're coming back from uh, – I'm pantsless <laughs> as we speak. I have no clue where they're at. <laughs> where's my virginity go? Uh, <laughs> so we're actually coming back years later. In the corner. He told me how he got this from Japan, right? And how Judy told me his story. So he he lost his passport. He's like, man, I think I set it down by security, this and that. So I'm helping him look for it. And uh, he ended up finding it. We were coming back from Canada. And uh, it was tucked in between because it had two pieces of cardboard. And when he put it back in there, it went in between. Right. He's and like, yeah. I thought I'd put it in there and he's looking at it, flipping it around. So yeah, it was funny. He's he could lose anything and everything. I can. Well, I can. I, Winnipeg, you lost your uh, pink singlet. No, it was the it was the maroon or uh it was a purple uh, one. I thought it was a pink one. Either way, I remember you started kicking in doors of people's rooms looking for your stuff. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I went and did my laundry, right? At the hotel. And, and then he I got go burgled, yeah. Back down, and uh, a couple couple doors down, I seen them people, you know, they see me going in and out of the laundry thing, and uh, they had to have stole it. So I'm like, Joe, we got to go knock on this door, you know? So, yeah, we went Listen, in the room looking for it. And, and I thought we were going to have a chat. And he just pushes the door open. Let me see your stuff. <laughs> Starts going through bags and things. <laughs> like, I know you were in there, yeah. So somewhere <laughs> that. You, I don't think you found it, though, did you? No, I never found it, man. I was, no, all you, he did was traumatize the locals. That's it. You, you want to hear an amazing story. I don't know if we told this last time or if it just didn't get recorded. But um, So, Joe, I'm coming <laughs> back from Newfoundland. And this is one of the few times I wasn't with Rhino in Newfoundland, right? So I, I'm dog tired because they flew me into Toronto. I'm driving home early in the morning. I finally get to the border. They search my car. I put the passport on top, drive home. I get home and I realize I left my passport on top of my freaking car, right? Just then, Rhino calls and he's like, Hey, man, how is Newfoundland? I'm like, Mother, going off and just screaming. And he's like, Going, Jesus. Well, he didn't say Jesus, but I think we all know that. But he was like, Shocked, like, Wow, like, where'd you lose it? I'm like, I had it in my car, Windsor. Now, listen, that. So Rhino turns into Batman. He drives to the border, gets a flashlight, walks over, 
right? Looking for the passport, finds it. Hey, finds my passport. T, correct me if I got this right or wrong. So he's like in the middle of calling me, I think, when oh, he finds I, it. Can I, can I yeah, finish please. the story? Oh, yeah. So Gary, and Joe, I don't think you heard this, but no. what I would do with all the boys, I'd tell them, like, just send me a picture with your, your shirt <laughs> off and I'll store it under your number, right? But any of my female friends, you know, put a park on and send me the picture. You know, it's just one of those things, right? So I'm telling Justin, I'm like, send me one, send me one. And then the whole gag just kind of wore off. And, you know, it was like when I first got the phone, so I could put a profile. So when you call, that picture would pop up, right? Like it would, it was funny. Some of the boys would like lay in bed with their pillows and just take like a picture. Cheesecake photo. I put so much work into my yeah. picture for Rhino. So I'm laying Burt Reynolds style with yeah. a Viking helmet on, cigarette hanging out of my mouth, Elvis sunglasses, and a ukulele. I'm completely naked and a ukulele in front of my junk. <laughs> And my girlfriend took the picture. So that's the picture that comes up. Please, Rhino, continue. So, so anyways, uh, so I told Justin, like, are you going to send me one? I'm like, never mind. It, you know, kind of the gag wore off, right? And then literally about a week later, he sends me that picture. And I popped. I'm like, you know, some guys would have their, their pants unbuttoned. You know, like Farley, I think, was eating a banana shirt. Banana, yeah, yeah. So funny. And I'd show all the boys, right? So he sends me that, and I'm like, by far you won it. You know, this is the best <laughs> So when I found his passport, you know, I took a picture uh, because you actually stopped by my house. And you said, hey, because I had to give uh, money to uh, watch my jigger for an outfit. So, um, oh, yeah. so I took a picture of it to show you that I was, you know, with the, the Ambassador Bridge in the background. So I didn't find it in my yard, right? And so you knew I went down there. So... Once I did that, the the um, uh, the immigration officers seen I'm taking pictures of the bridge, right? So they came out to investigate, and by that time I would be called CK, and I got the big screen, you know, on my phone and stuff. And they come up, they're like, "What are you doing taking pictures?" I'm like, and I explained it to them. I go, "My buddy's on the phone. I didn't want him to mistake it for a gun or his passport." So I just go, "Hey, man, he's on the phone. You want to talk to him?" Meanwhile, his picture. It's on the screen. <laughs> and for some reason, I'm like, I forget that it's there because, you know, when you see something all the time, you forget it's there. So these guys are looking at my phone and I found it kind of odd. I'm like, you can talk to him. He's right here. Here's his passport. You know, they go, why don't you come up and get it? And they're looking at the phone going like, and I don't know why they're staring. And I thought to myself, why are they so focused on that? And I'm like, because he lives in Toledo and I live in Dearborn, so it's just a closer trip, you know. Why make it if you can't find it? You know, if I find yeah. it, I'll give it to him, right? So they're yeah. just looking, they're just like, hey man, have at it. You know, good luck. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. We don't... I'm like, wow, it's really odd. They're staring at my phone, and then I it dawned on me his picture is just him in the ukulele naked. Yeah. If so. they were cool, they would ask you what your safety word is. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is that's the picture you sent me for our promos for the terry and gary's podcast page so that, that picture that picture's got more likes than anything else on our page so far so congratulations, Justin. <laughs> you know what it was funny yeah. is when he sent me that i i go i go who in the heck i go did you tell you i thought farley took it right i go did you tell your girlfriend you took this picture he goes she was the one that took it. I'm like, wow, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, the biggest pop I ever got was when at your wedding. That was the biggest pop I ever got out of you. Yeah. You want to, Joe, you want to tell him that story? 
All right. Um, he's getting married in Germany. And um, so his missus side of the church is ram, like tons of people. And like, I think it was four of us on your side of the church, right? Something like that. Was real, <laughs> real dichotomy there. Right. And uh, so we're in the back waiting for the, uh, waiting in gorilla. And uh, sorry, I'm just got to get my, my rabbit down off the couch. Okay. So, uh, so we're back there and Terry's like, uh, Hey man, we got to do the, we got to do the ring spot. And I was like, I think I know what you mean. Why don't you tell me? And he's like, well, I'll give you the ring now. And then I'll say, Hey, where's the ring? And you do this like, Oh, where, where'd it go? Uh, I lost the ring. (laughs) And I'm like, that's just heat, man. Like, (laughs) like this is a country that embraced genocide at one point. They're not going to miss me. Right. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't think this is a wise move. He's like, no, bro, come on. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, all right, we'll call an audible out there. We'll see if the spots happen. <laughs> so we get out there and they go through the whole service. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there with all the bridesmaids and they're boohooing. And I'm like, this is, they're, they're just being silly. This is being silly. <laughs> and then at one point, the, the priest or, you know, yeah, sensei or whatever you had going, he's, <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, who has the ring? He's like, yeah, that'd be me. So I get up and I walk over and <laughs> Terry turns around with the, it goes like this, like the biggest <laughs> grin you ever saw. Ah, ah, like that. So I pull the ring out and I put it in his hand. And I said, the ring spots heat. And then he looks at me like just, like I just kicked his dog, right? So I close, I close the ring over his fingers and I lean in real close. I say, this is your last chance. I could make you very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I turn around and I walk away back to my seat and as I turn to look back at him he's still staring at his hand and then me and his hand and me and the priest like, hey hey Terry over here and so he kind of turns around and they go through the whole proceedings and then they have the, him and, and his missus go down on their knees to for this prayer and when they do he pulls his hair tie out so all his hair goes in his face and I see him on his knees she's you know ready to do the prayer and all I see is his shoulders bouncing up and down to him like laughing through the whole thing right we get through the service we walk out you know the receiving line and everything so hey congratulations i give him a big hug congratulations i look at her hey congratulations and he got her a big rock she buried it into my shoulder like i legitimately had a small bruise through a big coat and the shirt that i had on <laughs> wham she freaking just totally tyson me right that's like oh she's, yeah make him very happy huh i'm like oh come on that was funny <laughs> So, yeah. if anything, there's every chance that maybe I might be partially responsible for how that, that marriage went, buddy. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, what was funny is when he said it, I tried not to laugh. And I'm like, okay, I can't sell it. I can't sell it. So <laughs> Which makes it funnier. Broke loose. Yeah. I just he started cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know who didn't find that funny? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and he's out. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was weird. No, um, so Joe, do you remember you you've met uh, Castle, right? You you met Paul. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. huggable wrestler. Have, yeah, exactly. Have we ever told you about the first time that Ryan I introduced Rhino and Barley? No, have no. you ever heard? This? Okay, I don't think so. So we're at this bar in Toledo, right? Rhino doesn't drink, but Lord knows I do. So we're at this bar in Toledo, and like. Uh, Castle's coming to meet us, right? And I was like, looked at Rhino, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, before he gets here, I was like, do you want to, let, let's rib Castle. 
And Ryan was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Wait, what do you got in mind? I'm like, okay. I was like, when he gets here, just introduce yourself. I'm like, excuse yourself to go to the bathroom. And I'll be like, hey, Castle. I'm like, ask Rhino. Like, get it, get him good with him. Ask him how many push-ups his dad could do. Like, he was in the Guinness Book of World's Record for, like, so many push-ups in a minute. And then, I, and this is me telling Rhino. I'm like, so when you come back, Castle will ask you that. I was like, you slam your fist on the table and be like, that's not effing cool. My dad lost both of his arms in an accident at the Jeep factory. <laughs> and like Rhino just looked at me, goes like this. He goes, no, that, that's, you're, that's awful. You're a horrible person. <laughs> I'm like, what? So now Castle shows up, <laughs> looks at Castle and goes, do you know what he wanted to do? <laughs> this guy wanted to do to you? <laughs> I think his Castle's the guy who would go, yeah. <laughs> he he like, yeah. Anyway, that sounds yeah. like Justin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a couple quick shout outs here. Uh, Hassan wants to say hello to everybody. Uh, Rita, Sarah, and uh, Nichelle Evans said, Hey guys, love you, Rhino. Please show me your guns. There you go. <laughs> Ryan Wolf I was said, afraid hey, he was going to stand up with his pants off. <laughs> Ryan Wolf said, What? Hey, CK3. Oh, good Lord. Ryan from the gym. Ryan from the I gym. I love that guy. Ryan from the gym, baby. Um, Our gym's open at, there finally. Working extra hard next time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, gyms have been Toledo. open a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. good, I'm glad. Open over there. Yeah, yeah wear the masks and everything, but nothing yeah. open here. Yeah. I had to get a uh, prescription to go use the rehab place. I get the rehab on the hips. I got uh, an extra prescription so I could go in there and uh, work out. I said, yeah, I got an issue with my shoulder, so yeah. now yeah. I get to work out there. You know, a couple times a week, hopefully. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to get a prescription in order to do it. Everything That's crazy. Completely shut down. Yeah, it sucked, everything. Uh, I, I want to talk about I want to talk if you guys if I can get a second here. I want to talk about these the faction here, Thug Life. I mean, oh. what a what a what a what a lineup here. Joey Legend, Sexton Hardcastle, Christian Cage, Zach Wild, Bloody Bill Scullion, and Rhino Richards. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a that's a pretty good uh a group of guys there. Yeah. The best part about that is we, it was like a pro Canadian faction. Like we were going to, you know, us against the America got that angle off the ground. I remember Adam and I burnt the American flag in the ring one night and big fights with the crowd and stuff. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but we started that. Then three weeks later, Brett started his pro Canadian thing on WWF TV and made ours look weak. Yeah. Uh. So like we were we were ahead of the curve, I'm happy to say. But yeah, like Brett's obviously he's got the machine behind him to make his bigger and better. But I was I was kind of proud of the fact that we were kind of on the on the cusp of something that that wound up being a bigger deal. That's a hell of a group of guys, though. That's that's pretty impressive. I mean, so how how fun was that? I mean, how did that come about? How'd you guys get together? Well, Adam and I were were tag team called Sex and Violence, and. Uh, Jay Christian, he just started training. He started about a year after Adam. So we started getting him and uh, Zach while Keith booked down to, to Detroit and we're getting steady bookings with, um, with Malcolm Monroe and that. And eventually they, they wanted to do kind of a blow off angle with me and Adam where we'd break up the team. And we thought, well, we really don't want to do the breakup of the team because it's really working out well for us. Um, so we decided to tease the breakup of the team. Like Adam and I, when we started, we were, we said we were from New Jersey because New Jersey, uh, the, the devils had just swept Detroit four straight in the, uh, the Stanley cup. 
So we came out in New Jersey Devil sweaters and brought out brooms and swept our way to the ring and stuff just for, you know, <laughs> easy heat, right? Right. So we were saying we were from New Jersey, but then Adam and I got into this big match. Really, I've, I've watched it not too long ago. I have it on tape here. It goes to show how old it is on tape. <laughs> but we... Um, it is. It's not a half bad match, all things considered. I remember specifically one thing from that match, which uh, is, is kind of a side note, is I was loving all the crazy names that Japanese were given their moves, and their their tag teams like the Steve Williams, and Terry Gordy were like the Miracle Violence Miracle Violence Connection. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a move called the Stretch Plum, uh, Stretch Plum and stuff. And I thought I, I want a really stupid like J- Japanese sounding name for a move. So I said, at one point, Adam, I'll send it. We'll do a thing with the ropes. You'll, um, I'll chuck you up in the air and I'll flapjack you, but I'll catch you in a cutter. And he's like, okay, well, what are you going to call it when we do it? I said, I'll give it some crazy Japanese name. You'll know it. And I remember in the match, we did like on the reverse of the whip, I was in his ear and I said, okay, reverse soaring eagle cranium cement buster. <laughs> and if you, <laughs> if you turn the volume up real loud, you could actually hear Adam <laughs> all the way up and down. <laughs> eating the cutter so at the end of the match we're you know in like kind of a just this brawl and then jay comes out and gets in the middle and says come on guys look at yourselves you're supposed to be this great tag team and you're fighting each other i mean you let these american scumbags tell you you're american you're from canada we i'm from canada we're all from canada and then the american wrestlers hit the ring and start healing on us so we heal back and then rhino hits the ring and then there was a big schmoz and that started the whole pro-canadian uh, versus America faction. Yeah, and I was uh, honorary Canadian. So. Yeah, we said you were from Hamilton. Right. <laughs> so the pride of Hamilton with his Detroit hat on. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would have Detroit a everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I remember one time we wrestled, and I uh, this was up in uh, I want to say Kitchener. From the sailor guy, what was that one guy? Oh, sailor? Uh, sailor White. Yeah, he ended up being a big tool. Didn't he steal a copy machine from a? Um, no, that was uh, Ike Shaw. Ike Shaw robbed a, a children's yeah. charity for four grand. Yeah, right, right, for a copy machine or whatever. But anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, we're there for him. And then uh, I, I go, Joe, I'm going to do this new clothesline because I always clothesline with my left. I go where I'm going to punch through. I think it'll look great. And I did it and I thought I caught you and I looked down and you're like twitching and stuff. I'm like, Oh man, I just killed Joe. Like, I go, <laughs> I go, Joe, are you all right? I'm all concerned. And you go, yeah, I'm all right. And I'm like, well, I'm never doing that clothesline. <laughs> I like to try and limit you where I can. Right. <laughs> so. If I can be an anchor to hold you back, I feel I've done my job that day. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Now, sometimes, uh, you know, we had to come over here and we work some of the shows and stuff and we'll do some camp. So hopefully when everything opens up again, we'll get you back over here. We'll I'd love to. Some yeah, I'd love to have you back. Yeah. yeah I had a great time last time I worked. Uh, I did the things for your kid. We did two of them last time. Yep, right. Your yeah, guys work so hard. They're, they're gung-ho. They, you know, nobody, nobody boo-hoos. It's like, ah, I don't feel like it's like everybody shows up to play. Everybody shows mm-hmm. up to work hard. They know they've got an X amount of time in that ring and they make the most of it mm. and they'll do things a hundred times if they need to, to get it right. Which I like that discipline. They don't just want to do it three times. Look, I did it right now. I'll never, you know, now I never have to do it again. They like to reinforce it and make it better. And, you know, just 
repetition is the mother of skill and they, they kind of yeah. respect that mentality. If you can't hit it 10 out of 10, don't do it. Right. And yeah, your, your guys all have that mentality, which I really like. Well, and plus another thing is you bring, uh, you know, like a world worldly experience to the table. So, you know, a lot of guys will come over and they'll go to seminars and stuff, but I was watching you work with the guys in uh, before one of the shows that we did over here. And, you know, the stuff you were showing them outside of the ring too, you know, oh, right. stuff you do in the ring, just holds and stuff and just different stuff because you, you might see it over there or something that was old over there with an old British wrestler. When you do it over here, it's like, wow, that's new, you know? Yeah. Also, I just, I don't like seeing like, for instance, like on a reverse, the whip, that kind of do do reverse on the whip. If I see it in the first match three times, then I see it in the second match three times. By the third right. match, if they're doing it again, you're starting to see some dummies because people keep getting caught. So I like right. to see variations that you can still get to the same goal, but you can have different variations on reversals or change-ups that aren't just repetitious. Like, I understand you want to get to the big move. Everybody wants to get to the big move because you always, as a fan, you always kind of pop on the big move. But you don't have to be lazy getting to the big move. You don't have to be mentally lazy and just hand everybody the same. Don't worry. This is the same thing you've seen before, but don't worry. Something cool is coming. I want to give them something new on the way. So that by the time you get to the move, it actually is built in interest as opposed to just dropping their interest and then trying to regain it. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about uh, when I was, when you were just talking about how I'd come over there and visit and uh, tell them the tours we'd go on. <laughs> oh, the horse tours. Yeah. And now we're getting into some juicy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Justin. He's like, no. Yeah. Well, there's, like, red light districts are legal here. Right, there's, right. There's, there's one down here in Hanover. Uh-huh. And usually, <laughs> Rhino just got very excited. Right? <laughs> no, but he, he come over to visit his daughter. Mm. And um, so Christmas over here is on the 24th. So he'd do his visit on the 24th. Then on the 25th, there's nothing to do. Like, everything's still shut. So he'd give me a call. It's like, yeah, do you want to go do something I'm like yeah sure you know okay we'll go out so we go downtown like we used to back when we used to work for auto back in 98 99 let's just go walk around and just you know see things that just remind us of old times and, you know tell stories and laugh you know and you get downtown in about five minutes and he just looks so who are to her huh i'm like yeah all right who are to her? <laughs> and then we 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 walk down into the red light just when we look at the hooker yeah well, here, you, you, you got to get a little more in depth, right? So Okay, I don't know how much you want me to tell. That's all. I don't, I don't want to. I, don't I, don't wanna, I want I don't you to tell me how I'm getting booked on this. That's what I want to <laughs> know. I don't well, want to grasp you up too much. Here's the thing, Gary. You know, like we go down there and we just walk through, you know, and look. Look at the talent, you know. And there for a bit, the talent went down. And then it spiked back up, right? We never purchase anything or anything. But what's funny is Joey, right? He'll look at guys coming out of like the, you know, coming out and they're they're kind of scurrying, you know, like they're ashamed and all that. <laughs> Joe will look at him and go, Where are you coming from? What'd you do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're a dirty, dirty person, aren't you? <laughs> And you see these German, you know, these German guys just scurrying out of there all ashamed and everything. You know, we're just prancing in there, you know, like, wow, this is yeah. every time it was just fun, you know. It was just like well, I would like, love to do it. Everybody's everybody's to trying to leave. Everybody's trying to leave because like when they went in there, they hadn't they had an idea. And then now they feel guilty when they're leaving. So of course you've got to play on that. 
right. so you know as soon as you see them walking out the door you say hey man can i smell your finger hey come back come back right <laughs> <laughs> i would just like to walk up to one of the hookers and be like here here's a dollar hold my hand you hooker and just <laughs> just walk around holding hands that's rude Justin. come on <laughs> A buck's a buck. The what? weird thing was the, the weird thing was we went there that one Christmas and we thought we're gonna go on a horse tour and like we're gonna see the dregs. This is gonna be like the Jerry Springer of red light districts because like any girl who's working Christmas Day kinda has to work Christmas Day. So we went and a couple of them were absolutely stunning. It's like, right. why are you doing this? Like you, any one of these girls, there would be a businessman who'd have her pouring coffee in in the lobby of his business. Right. Like they're just so the one girl looked just like uh, Demi Moore in striptease, like just yeah. stunning. She was just sitting on this chair outside her room waiting for yeah. the next customer. And I was like, I can't believe this this girl's doing this today. Right. It's right. astounding. And then the, you know, you got the the first time I got here, I, I don't want to say names because I don't yeah. But I got it was right. me and a couple of the guys they said, Come on, we're going for a walk. So I just kind of all right, it's my first day, I want to play nice with everybody. And they went to the red light and one of the guys, it was his uh, birthday. So we all had to chip in to get him uh, taken care of. <laughs> so my, my first day in Germany was paying for somebody else to get taken care of. <laughs> so what's the rating on this episode? I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to submit oh, this. Hey, it's all legal over there. Okay. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. It's not like we're talking about anything illegal, you know, it's ran through the government and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 So, no, what was another funny thing about that was is because, you know, I was married, you know, when I would go over there, too. And even after my course, but my ex-wife knew that we'd go and just look at talent. Right. And uh, she didn't. And uh, Joe's wife. And it wasn't a big deal because they grew up with it. You know, like there there were naked women um, in the newspaper and stuff. So nudity wasn't nothing new. and, And the whole red light district thing wasn't anything new or or frowned upon, you know, maybe by a small group. So anyways, we get in the car, you know, cause his wife comes down and picks us up. Right. So she goes, Oh, what'd you guys eat? And <laughs> Joe looks at her. He goes, I told you we went on a whore tour. What do you think we ate? <laughs> and I was like, Joe, how could you say that? And I just started laughing. And, and his wife looks at him and goes, Oh, Joe. <laughs> But when you said that, yeah. you're just like, what do you think we ate? <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, this is what I deal with all the time, uh, yeah. Gary. So. But yeah, it's, all, it's all legal. Actually, one thing we were going to do, we didn't get to pull it off, unfortunately. There was a guy named Ice Train over here. Great, yeah. big, powerful fucking black guy. He, was, he used to, uh, I think he used to play for the Cincinnati Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, big powerful guy. He was um, oh, I can't remember his name. He was in WCW for a short time. Anyways, he was in WCW, but he was something else afterwards. And it doesn't matter. But he's a big powerful guy. And uh, me and this guy, um, Mad Dog, yeah. we used to, yeah, Kimball. We used to cut through the red light to go to the to do the laundry. The laundromat was there. Right. So the thing is, it was like a forty minute walk from the caravans to the red light, and then forty minutes back. And it's like it takes about an hour for the laundry to get done. So like, why are we going to go back and come back, back and forth? So let's just hang around. We'll go on a horror tour and we'll have a laugh. And while we were there, we went into this one grot shop and we're looking at all the stuff they have on sale. (laughs) And we had this plan that I wish we could have pulled it off, but we couldn't. (laughs) 
he like I'm looking at these magazines and these tapes. I'm going, gee, what is people are into some messed up stuff. And then he goes, he's like, look at this. He's all excited. I look over, and there was a huge rubber fist about three times the size of my hand. Because they're selling this thing, so we planned to put it, <laughs> we planned to like oil it up and put it in Ice Train's carry on for when he was flying home. <laughs> so when he got oh, to that's the airport, fantastic. Yeah, but the thing is, is we were all set to do it, and then he got a ride to Hamburg to fly out uh, early. He got to yeah. fly out the, the night at the show. He was going to fly out the night of the next day, so we were going to go in the afternoon the next day, buy the thing, and put it in his luggage. Then we were all going to be at the airport. I wanted to see it happen. I wanted to see the security. Uh, is this yours, sir? Like, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. so wanted to do that. But then he was like, oh, I got to ride home. I was like, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Is <laughs> a super guy. I just it would have been a great rib on him, right? Oh, right. So the fact that they had one and it had like a, a label on it means that they make more than one. This is a common item. That's freaking amazing. Mass <laughs> produced. Yeah, exactly. Like that big Hulk glove they made years ago for the yeah. Avengers movie. Right. I'll never look yeah. at the Hulk glove the same again. Thanks. Now, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna throw one away right now. Yeah, hey, don't you have one, Gary? Yeah, I'm gonna throw it away right now as soon as we get <laughs> off here, which is gonna be real soon here. You so, used to have uh, two. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, Terry, I think the time has come. Yeah, I'd hate to. Uh, we didn't really get into a lot of funny, funny stuff, but uh, I think we covered some interesting stuff. <laughs> that was a three-hour tour, so right, right, right. <laughs> so. Views but, expressed on this show do not ne- necessarily reflect the Terry and Gary Low Expectations podcast. <laughs> so, or if, the uh, laws so, of your region, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, if they if someone wants to get a hold of you or follow you, where do they? Uh, where can they reach at or follow you at? Uh, my my email is legendwrestling at hotmail and on Facebook, there's Joe E Legend is my my page on Facebook, and right. also if you go to um, w3lwrestling.com they've just put out a new uh t-shirt for me mm. which uh i'm very happy about i think it looks pretty good and i wish i had the link for it because they haven't released it yet but i started in a music video last week for a german band oh nice yeah and i had to dance about like a fairy no i had to dance around <laughs> and chuck this girl around and stuff like that and uh, for a guy who's had both hips replaced recently, I'm very happy at how little my hips, I didn't feel anything in my hips, but I got, had to dance around this video and that video is coming out. I thought it was coming out tomorrow, but it might be Monday. And nice. once I have it, I'll, I'll send you the link. Nice. You, say, you gotta send me a link to this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Justin, if they're looking to train, where, uh, where can they uh, find you at the school and all that stuff? No better place. Yeah, they can look me up on uh, Facebook, uh, Skull and Bones, or Justin Carnes, uh, Skull and Bones Pro Wrestling and Fitness. August 17th, if you want to become a pro wrestler and see if you got what it takes, uh, the entry fee is $50. It's four hours. Uh, it's a boot camp. Uh, we're going to put you through the ringer and see if uh, see if you got the stone. So. And if they wanted to get started before that, they can do it. They don't have to wait until sure. April 17th. Yeah. So no, they, yeah. They, well, I'm not they, taking... I'm waiting until I get my, uh, like I said, I'm getting that full hip replacement on Monday. So I want to get back on my feet a little bit. It's kind of uh-huh. before we're taking on any brand new guys. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Now, yeah. remind me, call me Tuesday because I want to come down and kick you right in the new hip. Fall <laughs> <laughs> off. Anything. I was hoping you would. <laughs> Expect nothing less, Ryan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would. I'm so glad we didn't I'm even get the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get to the story about uh, Newfoundland when uh, Dan, the promoter, tried to pay me a hundred. We were doing like the skeleton tour around Newfoundland one time. Yeah. And the, I was bragging because I'd said I'd wrestled Rhino so many times I knew his match, right? The promoter was going to give me $100 because I was on right before Rhino to do his entire match because there, was there wasn't many people in the crowd, everything. He's like, I want the gore. He goes, I want everything. And I was so close to doing it, and I thought, I'm rooming with him. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> How long of a drive did I do that one time? 21 hours, dude, yeah. from, uh, yeah. from Newfoundland to Goose Bay. Yeah, straight. Uh, 19 of it on unpaved roads. You're a yeah. freaking warrior. But it, that but was the, ridiculous. Uh, the unpaved roads wasn't anything like uh, the winter roads up there in uh, Winnipeg. So it no. would, I consider driving over the frozen lakes and all that. Yeah, that was crazy. Remember the tractor oh. trailer sticking out of the uh, ice? You yeah. just see the cab of the 18 wheeler sticking out of the ice and everything else underneath. Right, right. We have to drive like five feet away from it as we pass it. <laughs> Nice road truckers, right? It was a, right. Yeah, just like that. Just with with Tony Candelo cursing at you <laughs> by the wheel. Shut up, you Cigarette going, big <laughs> bottle of Mountain Dew, and driving. He can't even look forward. <laughs> he had midgets attacking him. Farmer right. Pete, he's great. <laughs> they would attack him too. They and would, yeah, because like, Terry Brown kept saying, "Tony, you can't say that." He's like, "What do you say?" Oh, he said, you're too short to be a midget and too tall to be a human. That's it. And then, boom, he jumps over the seat, punching Tony in the head, wrapping his head off the window. Said, what are you doing, you son of a... That's hilarious. So, that awesome. hey, uh, Gary, did you want to take us out? Yeah, uh, yeah sure. We're... <laughs> you want to be involved? That'd be nice. Uh, I'm just here for my looks. All right, all right. So on that note, I thank you guys. I appreciate you coming. I appreciate uh, you getting tricked into coming twice uh, there, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you appreciate it. Great, great seeing you. Great meeting you. Uh, we got Chili Willie next week from uh, ECW. Okay. And if you guys like the content and uh, everybody enjoys the show, subscribe, download, share, like, do all the good stuff. Terry and Gray's Low Expectations Podcast. We'll see you next week at 4 p.m. Eastern time next Thursday.